Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to License to View. This is a weekly podcast where two best friends get together and talk about pop culture news. I'm Jason. That's Zach. What's going on, man? Jason, it's a melancholy start to the podcast today. Why is that? So, I don't know if you've been listening to them, but I've been listening to Trash Taste basically every week. No, I haven't. Which is um, Connor, Gaunt, and Joey, for those of you who don't know, they're three anime YouTubers, and they started their own podcast where they really don't talk about anime. They just talk about living in Japan and like their lives and shit. Super chill. Um, I usually play my mobile game when I'm listening to them because it's just easy to do both. Um, but they made me sad this week, man. They talked about anime conventions and like mm. their stories from it and all that stuff. And I was like, damn, dude, I want to go to invention. I want to go to a convention so bad. I haven't been since like college. It was yeah. just like hearing them talk about it. I was like, damn, I really do miss like the smell of like sweaty people in the middle <laughs> of like a room with like no room to like walk or breathe. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's been, I, it's been a while. I know our friends went. They went to more, MomoCon more recently. a couple years ago, right? Yeah. yeah, I think I went to that convention probably in like, maybe it was 2016, 2015, mm-hmm. 20, no, no, it must have been laughter that it must have been like. 20, I think it was 2016, 2017. 2017, maybe? Because I think I couldn't go because I was with Caroline at the time. And she right. basically said no. I remember I went with went with them and the convention itself to, it was boring to me. Um, mm. and, and I don't know. I, I I don't really ever think about it. Like going to, going to conventions, I don't really think about it. I, I, was, I, I know that I miss it. I, I miss was a lot. planning on going to Heroes Con, mm-hmm. which is in Charlotte. I was planning to go to that convention to pick up some, just to look for comics or whatever. Yeah. Because um, I haven't been, I hadn't been to that convention probably in a decade or yeah, or eight years. But was the last time I went before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was probably I was probably planning that maybe last September. Yeah. Or November last whatever. Not and no then, more. And then obviously, like that quickly changed a few months after. That. I was like, okay, not even gonna worry about it. And I was like checking yeah. to see if it was gonna happen. Obviously, this is early stages of pandemic, and right. then it's like, yeah, we're we're closed for the year. Yeah, we're closed for like, yeah, yeah. And that was just I don't know. So I was thinking about that last night when they were just talking about all their anime horror stories and whatnot. To me, we think of all the times we had with our buds, Darren acting like he was retarded to everybody. Excellent. What is there a particular convention that you wanted to go to that you thought about? Uh... Not too much. I mean, we really didn't go to too many. I mean, I really have only been to Animazement and then AWA. Right. Um, and I liked AWA the most. Um, I kind of want to go to, like, Momocon. I know there's a couple in Orlando, but I don't know if they're as big. But Isn't it, I think Megacon. Is that in Orlando? I think so. Um, I think I saw something that they had, like, a Facebook event or something like that. It was, like, when I first moved here. I was right. like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll try to go to those. And then... The coronavirus happened, and I was like, "Okay, well, I well, guess like I'm the, not going anything." The, the the one convention that I was going to go to was a, a retro toy convention mm-hmm. um, up in Greenville, and I went to. It was hosted by a toy, a toy shop near in Greenville, in near Greer, okay. Greer South Carolina, and mm-hmm. I, I went to the toy shop, and the owner was like, "Yeah, we're going to have our convention in like um, April or so, yeah. something like what a few months later." And this was already during this is already during COVID when I went to the toy oh, shop, yeah. and um. It was like, yeah, no, we 
we ended up canceling it. They can ended up emailing me like, yeah, we cancel it just because we couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, that was the only convention I thought about going to besides Heroes Con. Um, yeah. And that's just purely just a shop. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird, though, because it's like, even hearing them talk about it, it was like, I don't want to go to, like, a big con. Like, I don't want to go to, like, was it Dragon Con or, like, right. Anime Expo or anything like that. I feel like those are, like, almost too big. I like the kind of size of cons that we go to. They're, like, medium size. They're, like, you know, there's still quite a few people there, but it's not, like an overwhelming mass of people that like you can't do like anything like you can still like get around right. kind of easily um and i feel like if you go go to like any of the big cons i feel like it's just impossible like going to comic-con is like eh it'd be cool like once but like i feel like i'd be miserable like 90 percent of the time because you just can't do anything because there's so many damn people i don't know man. i hear dragon con's pretty fun man is it i don't know it's pretty fun i remember i was my family I think I was probably in high school, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to Atlanta for some reason. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. We went to like the um, aquarium and sh- it was like yeah. college football. Um, went to the Coke factory, obviously. No, we didn't go to the Coke factory. I still haven't been. What? I, I'm dying. Oh I'm dying to go. I want to go real bad. But uh, we went to it was we went to the aquarium, and then it was just Cohen happened to be also like start of college football season. Mm-hmm. So they had a bunch of like college football shit, like a big like. Mm-hmm. Not rally, but like a like a right. inflatables and like all the teams mm-hmm. teams were there. ESPN was there. Tailgate kind of, shit. kind of yeah, something like that. Yeah, like an official thing. Mm-hmm. And so my dad were walking through it, and at the same time was like the it it was maybe it wasn't the start of football season, but it was football season. But the, mm-hmm. at the same weekend that we were there was Dragon Con. Okay. Which I, I know the overlap, August, September is when Dragon Con is, something like that, usually. Okay. So, we're walking through the downtown Atlanta, trying to, like, go to restaurants. There's, like, an underground mall. And we couldn't, because every fucking restaurant was slammed out the out the fucking door with, like... And my, my dad's, like, you no know, military man. And he's, like, mm-hmm. he's like these fucking geeks, man. He's, <laughs> like, these fucking <laughs> geeks blocking my, my fucking Sabaro. You know what I mean? Um... <laughs> Because it's a huge convention. It's a massive, yeah. like, city, you know, convention. Um, I don't know. I would like to go at least once to, yeah. to Dragon Con. Comic Con, yeah, no, like but yeah. a lot of those I wouldn't mind going to, like, once. Um, I don't know if I'd, like, want to make it, like, a consistent thing. But I definitely would want to go to some of the big ones, like, once. Like, I would I like to go to, like, PAX East or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like those would be kind of fun. Because they're, like, bigger, but I feel like they're not on the exact level of, like, Comic Con or something like that. Or right. it's, like... I don't know. I just don't want to do Comic Con. It's just like I, don't I, know. I mean, I, I do Comic Con, but it has to be New York City Comic Con because it's that's the only of the two that still exist. That's or of the two that exist, that's the one that still has a comic book centric. Oh yeah, like focus. Whereas obviously, yeah. uh, San Diego Comic Con is all about it's, everything it's else. Just, it's just movies and shit. Yeah. yeah. So that that to me would be the to be my preference for sure. Of, yeah. Of, of those two particular brands. I feel you there. It must be. I'm, I feel like I would probably go to New York, too, because you never hear about New York Comic Con. And I was like, okay, good. That means that well, it's, you, like, low-key, chill, you, you and hear it's, like, about it. stuff that is actually matters. You hear about it only when – if you care about comic books. Like, yeah. that's where all the big comic book news stuff gets revealed is New York City Comic Con, not San – because if you go to San Diego and they release – like, they are talking about, like, oh, the upcoming event, the Marvel event. Like, no one's going to give a shit there because they're too busy talking about fucking – Buffy the Vampire Slayer, or insert any other property that happens to be a yeah. TV show or movie. It's not about mm-hmm. comic books anymore. Yeah. Um, 
But besides the convention, what else have you been up to, man? I've uh, been up to a few things. Still plugging through uh, Standalone Complex. Uh, I'm liking that a lot. I don't know if I talked about this last week, but I think one of the things that I enjoy about it a lot is that it gives you a real taste once you get in, like, what the kind of episode is. Because they kind of have, like, the... Uh, with the episode titles, they give you the disclaimer if this is going to be, like, a one-shot story type of thing or if it's part of more of the overarching thing where they call them, call them standalone episodes or the, the ones where it's, like, the overarching plot. They call them complex episodes, I think is what they call them. Um, so I like that aspect to it a lot. It kind of, like, gets you in the right headspace for that kind of thing. Um, I think I'm, like, 20 or 21, so I'm almost done with the first season. Um, but, yeah, I like it a lot. I like... I mean, all the characters, the same stuff that we talked about last week. I'm, right. I'm really liking digging into more of their backstories. And I kind of, I, I was watching a video by, um, I don't know if you know too much about him, but he was, um, shit, who was it? Was it, I think it was Beyond Ghibli. It was Beyond Ghibli or it was Super Eyepatch Wolf. One of them did a, a video on Ghost of the Shell. And I think it was Beyond Ghibli because he was just basically talking about like the entire like Ghost in the Shell universe. And he was kind of like talking about, as far as like order and whatnot, like what are good places for people to start? And he's like, everybody should just start with standalone complex because it's a whole show. It introduces mm-hmm. the characters a lot better, gives you the opportunity to flesh them out a lot more. And I was like, yeah, I agree with that because like I watched the movie first, like I think most people did, and it was just like I don't know, that one's really just like major focus. And they like they introduce the other characters, but they're not really a main factor in the plot except for like Bato. Yeah. Um, but and so this one gives you a lot more opportunities to like flesh everybody out, um, and I like that a lot. I like getting more of that dynamic, especially with um, with the director too. It's a lot focused on um, Aramaki a lot, which I like. Um, just that relationship that him and the major have mm-hmm. um, is interesting. Um, so cutting through that, um, what else was I doing? I didn't do too much else this week because um, I did my. What is this? I don't know. It's like quarterly or like half half annually. Is that what you say? When it's like every every six months or something like that? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that would be called. I don't know. Something like that. But it's my, my jump back into fighting games. Um, so I started playing Street Fighter again because um, I hate my sanity. Um, and uh, I started playing Cammy. Um I like Cammy. Right. I think in that game, she's the one that kind of fits my play style the best. I like playing her. Um, but the the freaking connections still suck ass. Yeah. I just hate it. It feels like half the time it's like, half the time it's a decent connection. I'm like, okay, I can like play in this. And the other times I'm like, this is unplayable. Like, I don't even know. Like, <laughs> like I'm pressing back and I'm like getting a jump. Like, I don't even know right. like what's going on right now. I'd be curious. Um, I think we, we've talked about it. I think maybe off pod or maybe even on podcast. I don't, I don't know. Possibly. But I'd be very curious to know since next gen is so soon, how mm. fast they're going to push into the next street fighter. I don't know. And, and I wonder if, if they're going to do a Mortal Kombat thing because I thought that with Mortal Kombat, but Mortal Kombat announced that they're doing, uh, they're making eleven, uh, cross gen compatible. And I was like, I wonder yeah, if Capcom can't even handle same gen. Yeah. Well. Well, that was it, just to me. It would know, be they, it would be smart for Capcom it, the, to 
they can't implement rollback correctly, which well, is the real problem me, with that game. To me, it'd be the most smart for Capcom to be like, you know what? Okay, we're gonna we're gonna wipe our hands with this game. We had a solid like five well, years or got, whatever, and let's yeah. just let's just go with like an alpha, like Street Fighter Hyper or some something like that, where it's not gonna be the next number game, but yeah. you can give you can do an alpha and do three iterations of it. Yeah, you know, and 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 work on the craft of the game before you put out the next number game for the next ten, you know, for the next console that's gonna live for twelve years or whatever the fuck, seven years or whatever. I would I would appreciate that. I mean, I know they're probably gonna make it cross gen because I know that I mean they blocked themselves in for the next year I think with content Street Fighter Five wise because they've mm-hmm. got. They had that whole slate of new characters that they announced, which are supposed to be coming out until like basically December oh, of next okay. year. So I know that they've locked themselves in for at least a year. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I know that, you know, Ono's not in charge of Street Fighter anymore. He got basically kicked to the curb. Like he's not even in esports because I think I think he's left Capcom completely. Um, which is fine. Like I like Ono, but like, I don't know. I feel like at the end of the at like especially with like the end of Street Fighter 4 and Industry Fighter 5 I don't know I just feel like he wasn't making a lot of great decisions um I'm just so gonna I'm, fine say, with that. I'm just going to say this if hmm. CDR mm-hmm. couldn't figure out Cyberpunk on old and new console why would I trust Capcom who all the, <laughs> the only thing keeping Capcom afloat right now is Resident Evil remakes and uh, they got Devil May Cry 5 so that's and, that probably uh, didn't sell as much as Resident Evil remakes I assume Eh, I don't know. I don't feel like Resident Evil Three remake sold that much. Two definitely. I, I, I don't know. I feel. I feel like those. Those two are the only things that are really bringing them money. And I don't feel like Devil May Cry made them a bit of money. I can't. Ima- think of the I other can't imagine as a game that's such a niche combo oh, focus dude, game. Nah, no. They have Monster Hunter. They're making fucking. Bang, oh, that, that's such a niche game, bro. No, Monster Hunter that, World is been Monster Hunter is such huge a money. Monster money Hunter is such a small. That's why it took them forever to even get it to America. Yeah, but Monster Hunter World is re- making them. Bang, you you dude. think that that's gonna be more money than Resident Evil? A game no, that, but I think it's a, another big title. A franchise where Netflix just. Freaking greenlit like three fucking things. Uh, yeah, it took them ten years. Capcom, but yeah, they Capcom, their their money bank right now is why. That's why they remake. It's like same thing with Square. It's like okay, you know what? How can we make money? Uh, remake FF Seven. Yeah, that's gonna make us cash flow for the next however long, so we can work on the next Final Fantasy game. Even though last week you said they didn't even start working on it yet. They are working on Final Fantasy fourteen, which is a different Final Fantasy right. game right now. So you know, it's like in. I'm all about DMC. I, mean, I haven't played five yet. I, I'm all about it. Five but like, is fun. But it was a Resident Evil original. It was supposed to be Resident Evil. Dante was gonna be Resident Evil character. Was he? Yeah, that D- Dove May Cry one was supposed to be Resident Evil three or four. Oh, I didn't. And then know they that. and then they scrapped it. They're like, yo, this game, this like, because if you look at like the way that they looks or whatever, and like the castle, like they're like they were like, nah, let's just make this its own thing and make it you know the combo based, <clears> all that kind of shit, action shit, hack and slashy, whatever. Um, they got the special edition for Devil May Cry coming out where he plays Virgil. This shit looks dope. I saw that, but I don't know. Like, I, I, is there anything different besides just, is just Virgil levels? Uh, I think there's Virgil levels. They added a new difficulty that like basically just swarms the screen with enemies because I think it it was something where it was like there's just an insane amount of enemies that they like, said they couldn't really like, do until like Dante next must die gen. or some shit. Kind of. I mean, it's just like. I don't know. They showed a bit of it in the trailer for the special edition, and I was just like, "That's way too many enemies." 
Well, I mean, I won't play. I won't play over normal, so it doesn't matter. I'm not good enough at that yeah, game. Yeah, I don't. I beat the story on normal, and it was like I had fun with it, but like I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not great in action game combos, so it's yeah. just like I don't know. That doesn't super appeal to me. Well, um, I'm not good in regular combos, so you expect <laughs> me to be like, okay, now I'm gonna have 3D world and then still use comp. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not, it's I'm not good at that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean, I remember doing that in Devil May Cry three, and mm-hmm. like just trying to keep like trying to go, trying to get S rank on just yeah. in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, did you play Devil May Cry three at all? I played it a bit because I bought the um, the remasters that they did for PlayStation. Okay. So you know, like in Devil May Cry three, the first boss you fight, the first mini boss. Yeah, like the death side. That, that Reaper. That shit yeah. took me months to beat. It took me like a day or two. It took me months took me... to beat. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like clearly, <laughs> clearly, say my say my style of game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Fair enough. But I, but I like the story. I, I like the yeah. I like the the vibe of the game. Like yeah, Devil May Cry as a franchise, mm-hmm. it, to me, it visually, obviously, it's cool looking. Like it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. It's super tongue in cheek, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. And they don't take itself so seriously, which is cool too. You know, um, there's people who take it seriously, and those people are weird. You know, like those those are the same people, in my opinion. They're the equivalent of people who really love Assassin's Creed. Oh yeah. When I was in college, there was a guy in my class who, like, remember I went to art school, so like right. my my classes was full were full of. Let's not, let's just say they're not they're not gonna watch football on Sunday. Right, no, which is fine. They're, 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 they're nerds. They're, they're animation nerds. They're anime nerds. And this kid had a hidden blade. Not a, not a real one. Whoa. He had like a fake... He, he wore an Assassin's Creed hoodie. And then he actually had like... That's a little like, too like much. A, like a toy hidden blade that he would... We're adults. Did he chop off his finger? No, 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 no. Because he needed he needed that so he can animate in Maya in 3D oh, programs. Um, but he like... And here's the kicker. Right here's how you know that what I'm describing to you is a legitimate rolling backpack. Ooh. Rolling backpack. We're adults. Yeah, I had that when I was like a kid. I never life. had one. I had my mom bought me one. He, rolling backpack, and he wore like Merrill shoes. You know what I'm talking about? Like like hiking shoes. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay. I mean, like that. I'm not gonna diss the kid he's the, he was a weird weird kid like oh, don't get me wrong he's a weird kid he definitely <sighs> i'm trying to like say this properly he like had old parents okay well, usually when you have old parents like my in my life when i observe if you have mm. two old parents like the generation yeah. gap between you and your parents is, is it's like multiple like three yeah. Like your parents were 50 when they both like both were 50 when they had you. Like mm-hmm. they're teaching you like bygone shit. Like they're like they're teaching you information that's already like like they're teaching you rotary phones. And like we're <laughs> like we're on cell phones baby. Like shit like that, right? And that's kind of how this kid was. And he Okay. And people would just poke fun at him all the time because mm-hmm. he was such a weirdo. Um and he he deserved it half the time. But like <laughs> Yeah, he would come in with Assassin's Creed hoodie, and he had a hidden blade, and no one said anything. Like, no hmm. one, like, said, don't bring your toy to school. Yeah, I feel like that would be, like, just school-wise. I feel like you shouldn't, like, I thought that was the whole but thing of, like, we're, you shouldn't bring, like... 
but because we were animation kids, so like everyone knew what it was. You know, like everyone knew understood that it was Assassin's Creed. You know, my my professor worked at EA. Right. Like he was a he was a game animator, right? So he mm-hmm. understood he knew what it was. And then like I remember sitting there being like and in this room I was in this room I was a fucking frat boy. <laughs> right? And I'm not a frat boy. I, mean, I love sports and everything like that, but I'm not a frat guy. But in mm. this particular room, I was the biggest Chad of all time. <laughs> I would walk in wearing like a New York Knicks jersey and matching shorts mm-hmm. and like all this shit and I'm like how in this room am I the most, like, <laughs> fucking, you know, normal guy? And I love fucking, I love soda history. Yeah, I'm yeah. the most, like, you know, normal dude in this room? Okay. Um, that's irrelevant to what we're talking about with fucking Devil May Cry. But um, my point is that Devil May Cry, getting back to my point, um, it's such a tongue-in-cheek game. And it's, it's yeah. such a, they don't take it so seriously. But it's the one franchise that holds on to that rock techno music and something mm. about it. I just fucking love like well, the, was, the soundtrack alone. I dig soundtrack for the newest game is like super fucking rad. Oh, it was like, I at the point, especially the theme songs for the characters. I don't know. I remember Dante's theme as much, but virtual's theme. It was just like, just, I listened to that shit at work. Just that the main song tight. alone. Like I haven't played the game a single minute, but yeah. I've listened to that main song a thousand mm-hmm. times. Yeah. You know, the Devil Trigger. That song is mm-hmm. so good. And I listened to the heavy metal version, too. Yeah. By uh, the YouTube guy named uh, Little V. Yeah. yeah, it's a great song. It's a fantastic song. And that's the only game where, like, I feel comfortable listening to this music. Because if I... Because it's the equivalent... It's it's, Ro- it's Rob Zombie in the 90s. Where it's like, this is Dragula and, like, little Living Dead Girl. Where it's like, um... If you watch The Matrix... Mm-hmm. In the opening, in the opening da- nightclub scene where Neo first meets Trinity, that's yeah. the kind of music. It's, it's Rob Zombie, Living yeah. Dead Girl, that's playing in that song. No, it's, or it's Dracula playing in that scene. That's the equivalent sound of of Devil May Cry. If you go back and watch that scene, it's the, it's it's Rob Zombie from Super Beast Deluxe or whatever the album is, and it's that song, and it's the equivalent to like Devil May Cry music. You know what? I forgot that that was. I don't know why, but I always thought that maybe that was. I don't know. I always get that scene in the club scene from Blade confused. No, oh, like, no, 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 no. Like music wise, like I always right. hear the same like bopping techno. No, like the Matrix predicted that the future music of the world is going to be Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie. It's going to be like you know, sludgy guitars, mm-hmm. dance. Choruses and then techno music. It's gonna be Power Man Five Thousand. Do you remember? You remember Power Man Five Thousand? I do not remember Power Man. I'm pretty sure it's Rob Zombie's brother's band. They have a song called a Bombshell, which was pick up, pick up, drop the bombshell or whatever the fuck. And it's it sounds like Rob Zombie. Okay, but it sounds exactly like Delve May Cry music. Okay. So like it's I it's, dig the, it. it's that weird thing where like I don't want to admit that I like it because it's such a cringy genre of music, but I really like it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That's really good music. Not Dragula as much, but Jump My Cry. Dragula is great. And Dragula is fine. Dragula is great, and it helps that it's in the Matrix. It does help that that does help it a lot. Yeah, because if it wasn't um, in the Matrix, I'll tangent real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. On Halloween night, I went to a gas station to buy, like, snacks or something. 
mm-hmm. I, to buy like beer or soda or something. And I was in line because there's only one cashier and there's like 12 people in line at this gas station. And there was these two girls behind me. They were like probably like 30 something, 32 maybe. Um, And they looked kind of like, um, they they looked like trash. Um, (laughs) Is this the best way to describe it? Not like, not like visual, not not like, not like like they were attractive. I'm saying like they looked like they were like, they were rednecks. Mm, right, okay. I, I mean that in, in the most like polite way possible. So I'm, they're right behind me, and then they're, I guess they just came from a party or something, or they're going, they're going back to a party. They just had to go pick up some forties or something, like these white, there's mm-hmm. white, white rednecks. Right, and then like one of the girls was like, "Oh man, when we get back, I gotta play Living Dead Girl and Dragula. That's guess the best. That's gonna be some great Halloween music for the for the party." And in my head, I was thinking like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, it is. It's like, yeah, it is. That's awesome. <laughs> but also, my, my, my mind was thinking, like, how did you forget that? Like, that's like my, yeah. that's my go-to. Like, Halloween yeah. party? Yeah, Dracula. Duh. Yeah, Dracula is a good Halloween It's song. like, what? Number one, Monster Mash. Number two, Dracula. <laughs> like, of course. Number three, Ghostbusters theme. Ghostbusters theme song, of course. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> Zach Wells, have you been checking out? Um, I'm trying to think. That's basically it. That's really all I was checking out for the most part. I mean, I've been catching up on my weeklies with anime, but like, you know, nothing outstanding so far. Right. Um, wise with any of those things. Um, but, uh, but yeah, those are the big things that I checked out. Cool. Jason, what have you been checking out this week? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. And I Is got this true? not much at all. Yes, it's true. Yeah. Um, this man only had two, like two or three things, honestly, mm-hmm. that I, I was so like preoccupied this week for some reason. Um, well, I was preoccupied with work, so I didn't, yeah. really have, I didn't really get time to do anything. <laughs> I didn't have work that was bothering me. I had homework and shit, but like, mm-hmm. I think I, I was just like watching YouTube all week, which is like that. That I was sucks. watching it a lot. I don't know if you, but I got. I don't know if I told you about this, but it was like a couple weeks ago. I started watching the Right Opinions videos. I don't know. Who, um, I don't know who that is. He's a he's a he's one of the bigger like analysis commentator YouTubes, but he does a lot of like YouTube drama and YouTube events and stuff like that. Okay. So it was like a couple weeks ago. I watched a video that he did that was four hours long. Jeez. About, about what? It was about um the all the drama and like this stuff surrounding this um, mukbang YouTuber called um shit. What was his name? It was like something avocado. Okay. Um, Ricardo Avocado, I think, is what his name was. But it was basically, it was one of those guys that was like, he go, you know, he's just too melodramatic for his own good. Like gotcha. he's he's one of the guys you've probably seen a clip of him where he like shaves off his head, his hair into food, and like is eating the food and stuff okay. like that. Okay. He just does like a bunch of like weird, cringy stuff like that. And it was just like breaking down like everything that happened in his life in his like YouTube career and like how he kind of like right. got to this point and like all of like the the weird bad decisions that he made and it was like super interesting. I mean it's oh, basically yeah. just a documentary about oh, like, yeah. a YouTube star. Well that that's like, exactly why I watched Justin Wang. Yeah. He have you ever watched any of his videos? I don't think so. He does like he has two different like sto- like uh series is whatever and they're mm-hmm. all they're like docu series like for the internet one's called tales from okay. the internet i think okay. and he just documents like 
the internet, like internet memes, yeah. old internet memes, old internet stories. Like he did, he had a, a video about like, you know, two girls, one cup and stuff like that, where he like, Damn. he's like exploring the history of like these old forum based before the internet became so, you know, um, right. worldly popular, that kind of, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And it's, it was, it's super interesting. Or, um, there's another guy, um, I can't remember his name, but stuff like, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, but I, where like, there'll be like a 55 minute long docu video about like, you know, um, this random obscure YouTuber from 2008 who just like randomly yeah. like went away and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm watching that. Cause I remember that yeah. person vaguely, you know, yeah. or something they, like uh, that. Yeah. Like there was one that he did the, the latest video that the right opinion did was about, and I'd never even heard about this shit, but it was like, it just happened recently, but there was like this YouTube video. She was like a family YouTuber mm-hmm. and she did a lot of stuff with like, she was all centered around like positivity and stuff like that. But it, she had ended up adopting a kid from China. Oh, and then it's, it, it's when they gave the kid back. Yeah, and they gave the kid yeah. back. And it was after, and it was like an hour and a half. And I was like, "Fuck, dude! I don't know why, but like, this is like one of the most fascinating things I've ever watched. Just like mm-hmm. hearing about like Son you know just the build up to like them adopting the kid, and then like you know the story behind like them having the kid and like why they gave him away and like the police getting involved and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you kind of, he kind of breaks down like, you know, he kind of like plays both sides of the thing where he gives us different theories of like, this is like the most positive theory for her of like why this could have happened. And then he kind of breaks down. Cause that was like a lot of the other stuff. That was like uh, what, like six months ago or something like that. I think they gave away. Yeah. Cause I think they gave away the kid in like, January or okay. March or something like that, because they like had a they had another kid in like December, and then it was like they went on vacation in February to some place, and then it was like a couple months after that they were like, yeah, we gave our kid away, and I was like, damn, dude, it was just crazy too, because it was like also the whole thing where he like plays all her old clips that are like all privated now, so you have to like go in the wayback machine or like from other right. people's archives stuff like that. But it's basically her talking about the fact that like she'll never give the kid away, and it's like. She just portrays this positive mindset. It's just kind of weird where you get to that point where it's just like, you know, it brings up the interesting fact of like, did she do it because she's a good person, like adopting the kid, or did she just do it? No, because it was clearly for YouTube. For the YouTube cloud, and it's yeah. just like I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's hard because it's like, I mean, part of me is just like the cynical thing where it's like, yeah, she just did it for the YouTube cloud, but part of it is also just like, I don't know. Maybe it was like she just tried to do good and like. Part I think part of it definitely well, what, was like so hold on because when that happened I remember my girlfriend mentioned it because I, I don't know any like really like that that's it's really amazing when you think about mm-hmm. like how many areas of YouTube there actually are like yeah. my YouTube feed is drastically different from my girlfriend's YouTube feed you know, yeah. like so like the people that I know that are popular are not the same people that she knows that are popular and obviously yeah. what's on her feed is generally what's more along a lot the lines of what's actually popular in terms of mm. like you know um uh like just like trending su- stuff subscriber people like she like because because yeah. it's more popular amongst mainstream stuff like makeup's gonna be more popular than than comic yeah. books you know what i right. mean so like the majority of my YouTube feed are people who have less than seven thousand views of a video now, like nowadays. It used to be different, you know. Yeah. Whereas like, it may be a couple people here and there. Sports people have a lot. Some people don't have a lot on sports stuff. Or yeah. um, Justin Wang gets a gets a good bit amount of videos that like I uh, that I mentioned. 
or a lot of views, excuse me. So like, I had no idea that this this thing even this girl even existed. This person, I had no idea yeah. who this person is. Um, and when my girlfriend mentioned it to me, I was like, oh yeah, she, she got that shit for views. So yeah. in this documentary, what what did she say? What was the, the her excuse or reasoning to give the kid back? Was it too so too hard to handle or something? Basically, it 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 came to down to the fact that like, I mean, uh, when they got the kid. Um, and this is the thing that kind of makes me think that, like, I don't know. It's like a it's like a half and half thing where I think she did it for like YouTube comment, but I also think that like, I don't know. I think she was. I think she's the type of person that like, she wanted to be like. She's just a super positive person, or she like portrays that aspect of that personality, and so I think she wanted to like do something that would be seen as like good by a lot right. of people and like a positive like series of events for her to take. And so I think that's part of why she adopted a kid, but it ended up having that the kid had like, um, um, a stroke in his brain that caused him to have autism. Mm. It got to the point where basically in their video of like trying to explain it, they basically just said that like he was too hard to handle. Right. And like, it got to the point where they were just like, you know, we have at that point they have four at this point they have like four other kids and they were just like, he mm. just needed more attention than we were able to give. And I was like, I get that because, like, you know, my cousin has special needs and my aunt, mm. she does a lot to take care of him. And, like, my aunt's a superwoman. Like, she's amazing. And, like, the stuff that she's able to do for, like, my cousin to, like, make sure that, like, you know, he has a good life and, mm -hmm. like, you know, mm -hmm. he's able to do the kind of stuff. It is a lot to undertake. And I think sure. people kind of underestimate that. But it also gets to the point where it's like, you know, he goes back to some of her old videos and, like, she kind of been warned originally, like, before they met the kid I think they'd like gotten some health screenings for something like that. And like one of the doctors that she'd been in contact with was like, you know, this might not be like, you right. know, super healthy thing. Like there might be some, him seeing some weird stuff through these health screenings and like, you know, maybe mm. you don't want to take him on. And so she basically like ignored him and went to a different doctor that was like, no, I think it's going to be okay. And so it's like, mm. I don't know. I think, I think it got into that. I kind of think they got into a feedback loop for her. Um, and I mean, it definitely doesn't look good that she like gave the kid back. Cause I mean, yeah. even like, even like months beforehand, she was giving interviews where she was like, I'm still like trying to stay positive and stuff like that. And being like, you know, I'll yeah. never give my kid away. And it's like, you know, less than a year later, kids, right. gone, which is like, you know, it doesn't look good. And it's hard to like justify an excuse when you've been saying this this whole time of like, yeah, now I'm, I'm had to give the kid away. I don't know. Dude, there's, there is something. And maybe it's the it's it definitely is the human the error of humanity. Yeah. Or the uh the sin from the apple that was eaten. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like we love watching the downfall of people that were that are popular. Yeah. Definitely. So like for example, like do you like do you remember Shay Carl? I do remember Shay Carl. And like how how juicy was it watching him fucking fall from grace? Oh my god. Like what? It's good stuff. Well, it's like I'm watching one of I just started one of his one of Tiero's videos right now where he's going through like Onision yeah, and right. all that shit. And it's like that's a, like a train yeah. wreck and a half. Yeah. But it's like everybody minds it because it's such good and yeah. easy content because people love to watch yeah. somebody just like implode on themselves. Right. So like you're like oh we, I love watching Shade Crawl because it's like oh because he's I never watched him at all ever. Yeah. He hears his family man. He's overweight. He has a pretty cute wife. Definitely out of his league. Yeah. He's quote unquote Christian guy. Then all of a sudden he loses weight, 
right? His wife's still a little bit out of his league. The next thing you know, he's cheating on his wife and he has kids. Okay, yeah, I'm going to watch that video. Like, it's yeah. like the, the fucking a picture portrait of, like, the what's wrong with <laughs> with people. Yeah, yeah. Then again, we also yeah. watch Law and Order every week. and uh, Well, that's true. You know. And then, and then in America, we will not show boobs or butts, but we'll mm-hmm. show death. <laughs> we'll show a guy's head explode. Yeah, we'll show a guy's no head boobs. explode. We'll show RoboCop near uncensored, but we'll we can't show boobies. No. Well, you can show boobies. You can't show any vaginas, though. Well, you can no only vaginas. show you can only show boobies on like cable. But oh, if you're if you're true. watching like you know like if you're watching like USA Network or whatever the fuck like, yeah, yeah you yeah. can show someone getting shot, but you can't show like. From what I understand, like in England, they can't show the gunshot and then the person getting hit by the bullet. Well, that's the whole thing. Well, that's just, you know, their gun laws in particular. But they but can, it was no, like, but that the, was the whole thing of yeah. like us watching Luther. And it was like, yeah, he's right. like supposed to be a cop. And like, I really don't think you see like anybody die in so that it's, show. So it's like they, can, they can't show violence. Yeah, but they can show nudity. Whereas here, it's like a flip. We can't show nudity, yeah. but we can show violence. And then you just go to Japan, where they can just do everything. Yeah, you go to Japan as long as you blur out a tiny little bit of it, you're fine. Yeah, um, you're fine. You're good to go. Uh, but so, what I've been checking out this week? Just a couple things. Yeah. The first thing I checked out was the first issue of the new Power or Power Rangers comic book called Mighty Morphin, which is essentially. It's you number number one, but in reality, it's definitely like issue fifty six. Like it's, it's a continuation. It's of the a continuation series, right? of the series of the mainline book. It it, I had no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I mean, I got the general premise of the story. There's a new there's a new Green Ranger, and they don't know who it is, and they're hmm. trying to figure out. And they're and it's the, the art's good, and the writing's good, and the and the dialogue is good. But in so terms it's not of, Tommy. Uh, Tommy is the leader. He's the White Ranger. So it's, oh, some, it's okay. somebody else, but they have no idea who it is. Um, but but if you have no idea who the fuck, like, I opened the book and like Lord Zed's in a coma, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then like, <laughs> it opens with like, they still got Dracon running around. There, he's or? in jail. Yeah, he's in like Power Ranger jail. And Which is then, so weird, where it's like they have the universe where it's like you have Tommy as the White yeah. Ranger, you also have evil Tommy running around. And then like, um. The opening scene of the comic book is like Zordon's Rangers, but back when he was the Power Ranger, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what the fuck? These blue people? What the shit? <laughs> and then the, the last page of the book, and I'm trying to spoil it for anybody, but I'm going to, because I don't know who the fuck it is. The last panel of the book is the last page of the book is a, another blue person, mm. who you, I can tell you is is of Zordon's race, right? Uh-huh. It's tell you can tell, and I'm like. Is this the Green Ranger? Like I don't know. I don't, this is supposed to be impactful to, but it wasn't to me because I didn't read mm-hmm. the previous fifty issues. You know, like I only right. read the first five, six issues. So that and that's not what this was about. Yeah. Um. So to me, it was almost like a big. It's almost a big mistake because people are gonna buy it because it's a number one, thinking it's a good jumping on point. But yeah. in reality, it's like, yeah, you can read it and like you can you'll figure it out. It's Power Rangers, but at the same time, it's kind of like. So I open the book, and it's it's Adam and Rocky and Aisha, and I'm like, why the fuck are they here? Because I because issue one was Jason and fucking you know yeah it was Jason and Trini. Where the fuck did they go? You know, yeah. So I have fifty issues of like I have a whole fucking two years, three years, five years of fucking continuity that I just don't know. 
Yeah. So really, it's not issue one; it's issue fifty-six. Right. It's really okay. what it is, you know. I was gonna go back and just read the whole thing before this issue came out. I like the. Uh, I I think I read up to twenty five, I think, or twenty six, somewhere around there, which is like the second arc of the the comic. Um, and I liked it a lot. I don't know the arc that I left off at. They had like Tinkerer running around, like doing some weird shit, and like right. Rita was already gone. Lord Zed wasn't around. It was just Tinkerer, and I was like, he's not a big bad. Like I don't understand what's going on right now. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I like the art, like the style, like the writing was great. It, everything about the book was good. It's not the mm-hmm. book's fault. It's yeah. It's, it's it's me not having context. Right. You know, um, but it, it does make me want to go back and catch up so I can understand because the next book comes out like next week or whatever. The next other, the, the new number one of the next series, which is called um, Power Rangers, or no. Mighty Morphin, maybe it's called Power Rangers, because there's two books, Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers, I believe. Okay. But the next book, the other book's coming out, it's supposed to focus on the Omega Rangers, which is the original team. So I don't okay. know if that's going to be, like, that's maybe that's Jason and Trini and maybe. Um, whatever. I don't know, because I, I didn't read the it's fucking comic do. book. So. Yeah, I haven't read it in a while, so I'm not, I'm not too sure about that. I did read the issue one of the Dune comic. Really? Um, How was that? It's it's Dune. Yeah. It's a lot. I like the artist though. It reminds me of the guy. I think it's it might be the same artist of the one who did the um the new fifty two uh right. Batman and Superman cool. run. It looks like a very similar art style to that. I can't remember. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um but I mean I like the art a lot. Um I think it's a lot more di- digestible to do dune where you can like visualize what's going on just because there's so much shit that happens in dune yeah there's just a lot of concepts and technology and stuff that he just kind of like throws at you right so i like having that visual aspect of like trying to get back into dune um but yeah it's fine i um i go to my shop every week and i haven't gone this week yet so i think i'm gonna go today um I read the Power Rangers issue uh, digitally, but I, I have it on my pull list, so I'm going to read it physically. Mm-hmm. But the, I'm walking through the shop, and there's just, like, there's too many books just being published. Like, mm-hmm. you would, the comic book industry does this thing where, like, they think if they just keep pumping books out, it's yeah. going to, like, keep them afloat. Yeah. But it doesn't. Like, it's not going to. Like, Marvel puts out so, has so many X-Men books dude and they're doing this Marvel has a lot of books period they're doing this thing right now the storyline called Ten of Swords X-Men book or X-Men storyline but they're putting it out it's like 22 chapters and they're putting it out fucking old 90s style where like okay part 12 is going to be X-Men issue 13 and then part 13 is going to be in New Mutants mm-hmm. number and number 14 I'm like I don't I'm not going to buy other books with other teams I don't give two shits about. Yeah. Right? So I'm walking through the shop being like, not going to get that. I'm not buying that. They basically buying do that. the crossover thing, but just, just – or they do it. But you have to you have to buy – Yeah. Not even Universe, no, because it's just the X-Men story. But you have to buy the, all the books to have the proper tie-in. And Right. I just mean like Universe and like, you know, you've got the X-Men story of Avengers and then you've got a – yeah. But I mean just, you know – 
Compar- right. Comparative wise, you've got like one in Avengers and one in Wolverine and like one in Spider Man. Oh no, no, it's not. Your, it's, not it's, like... it's not that big. Thankfully, it's just oh. the X books. Okay. So it's like, but X Men has six books, right? And then they're putting out their own like Ten of Swords book. So it's like, so like, and then here's huh. the other thing. So I I, I, I read Spider Man. So is it similar to because because I remember reading this when I was going through my run of reading Civil War. And it was like Civil War had the main book when they did right. Civil War, but they also had like parts that were in like other books that were concurrently going mm-hmm. on. But those really didn't matter. They no, were more this, like that, that's stories. I'm fine with that. That's traditional. That's traditional comic book event story mm-hmm. how aspects. This is yeah. like Batman Nightfall. If you remember, uh, we were too young when it came out, but Batman Nightfall was like, okay. We're gonna give you a checklist, and you're gonna read the story to get the full story of this event that takes place in the Bat Family. You're mm-hmm. gonna to have to read Detective Comics number seven ninety two. Then number two is gonna be Batman number one hundred seventy three, and then Batgirl number three is numbered part three. So you're having mm-hmm. to buy these one off issues of these other books that you may not be reading. Like I mm-hmm. don't read Excalibur because I don't care about the X Men team, but I'm gonna to yeah. have to buy it to get the next storyline piece of the main story mm. and it's a way to make everybody buy x books to keep sales afloat that way people might well one have to buy it if they want to finish a story and two maybe by some chance they'll like the character or writer or artist on that new book that they maybe not weren't reading and then start pulling that um mm. i hate that shit personally um to me i haven't bought a single one except for the x-men book so i i i have like issues of x-men that i'm like okay i don't know what the fuck's happening like i'm like okay the overall story i couldn't tell what the fuck happens in this event i have no idea mm-hmm. the other thing they're doing is okay so spider-man comes out it'll mm-hmm. be issue 50 right is this month's issue it comes out twice a month right. so here's issue here's issue 50 of spider-man okay also between issue 50 and 51 we're gonna put out a, a, a 50 lr where it's not issue fifty two, it's just it's more story of issue fifty. It's like side shit for three ninety nine, the full price. So like, I'm sorry to my shop, but the first thing I want to do is take that issue and put it back on the rack. I'm not buying yeah. that shit. The more story is called issue fifty one. Yeah. And that's that's like the the epitome of the. I never heard of, of that in LR. What is it, that? I I, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't know what's long read. I don't know, but it's like something. It's the first time I've ever seen it. It's like, yeah. it's, and then it's not a one shot. It's like more shit of the of the previous issue, like more stories, like a like an input, like a part, like a fifty part two, like a point two or some shit like that. Point five. It's like that sounds really stupid. It's it's a desperate attempt to make up money, and I get it. I understand the the need to do that. Um, but just like with, with Power Rangers, like you don't need to renumber. Yeah. If sales dip, sales dip. I'm sorry, but like renumbering number one isn't going to help anybody. It might help for a month or two. Yeah, but, but then you'll re- just be in the same problem. Yeah. But in reality, like if you're like if you're a new fan and like you, oh, Power Rangers number one. Oh, I love Power Rangers as a kid. I fucking love Power Rangers. Let me see the uh, fuck. Why is Zord Lord Zed almost dead? What the fuck? Who's this fucking Green Ranger? Why is Zordon talking to Billy about his home, his homeland trees and shit? Like I don't fucking. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, the last thing I did this week was watch a documentary that I've been waiting to watch for a hot minute. Mm. Um, 
and I finally was able to rent it on Vudu, the first movie I ever rented on Vudu. Ooh. Never used that before, but I used it for this. And it's a documentary called You Cannot Kill David Arquette. Huh. And it's a documentary about David Arquette, the actor, who, mm-hmm. if you remember, in the in the year 2000, mm-hmm. was in a movie called Ready to Rumble, which is a pro wrestling movie. Mm-hmm. And in real life, in WCW, they gave him the championship belt in real life. Well, I mean, like, in, re- in wrestling life. They gave him, like, not as a, not in the movie, but like, in, like, regular programming. Wait! I think I saw the trailer for this. Yeah. So it was in, like, he tries to, like, go back into the wrestling yes. world. So in, in real life, in 2000, David Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, excuse me, Eric Bischoff gives David Arquette the WCW championship on, on Nitro, like on TV. Mm-hmm. And the fans fucking hated it. Hated it. Rightfully so. It's terrible writing. Mm-hmm. So he's champion. He's walking around fucking frilly dilly, his costumes and shit. And he's soaking up because he, he likes wrestling to an extent. Right. And everyone's pissed. Everyone bags on him. And his career fucking bombs from mm-hmm. then on. No more gigs. No more real good jobs offers roles and nothing so the documentary is about him wanting to prove to the wrestling community that he has love for wrestling and actually put the work in to wrestle like he didn't wrestle before really he did he didn't train he's kind of was in the ring a little bit took a couple bumps here and there then they gave him the strap Mm -hmm. so here they want he wanted to go practice and train and get in shape and, you know, wrestle and go on tour and actually put the work in so people understood that he actually, like, re- change his um, reputation amongst wrestling marks that he actually is a fan of, of the business. Mm-hmm. And it goes and goes into his health problems and his family problems and um, he's, like, mental issues or, like, brain issues or health. So it, it hits a lot of different stuff. And it's mm-hmm. really well done and really well shot and edited. And it's a really good story. Okay. So the, at the end of the documentary, I couldn't tell if I was being kayfabed. Hmm. I couldn't tell if I was being – so I, I finished the documentary and, he, and mm-hmm. he, he he's wrestling in it. Not, not a ton of wrestling of him in it, but they show like bits of places here and there. And, and they show him training and all that stuff like that. But at the end, mm. of, the, at the end of the movie – I sat there and I couldn't tell if I was being worked mm-hmm. in the sense of like, okay, is this movie about, is this documentary about David Arquette, the actor who's like trying to become a wrestler to prove that he loves wrestling mm-hmm. or is it about him as a, fa- a failed wrestler rising up like the movie, the wrestler. And I couldn't tell what they are working me or not hmm. because it, they they both work like both of those th- storylines work because the way that they, they play it is almost as though he was a wrestler and then he got hurt and failed, and he's returning to glory, because because in that when when he was coming back and wrestling people were like respecting him like he was like in some brutal brutal matches and people were actually really really giving him props. Okay. So at the end of it, I was like, I can't tell if I'm being worked. And I'm I'm a pretty smart mark in the sense of like I, I, I understand, you know, 
the from the perspective I understand the business. I don't right. believe I know that I can be worked. I know that I, there's kayfabe all this kind of shit. So I can't tell if the movie exists in kayfabe land, and the David Arquette that I'm getting is not actually David Arquette, but a kayfabe version of David hmm. Arquette, or if I'm actually getting David Arquette because he interviewed his wife, his kids, his ex-wife who's from Friends, like mm-hmm. all this shit, and I'm like. They interview his sister, his brother. Like, no, they're interviewing people, but they're like, but they're all actors. Yeah. So like, even they could be kayfabing it up. So I'm like, dude, this shit like is is like the Matrix. Like, I'm still plugged in. I didn't even know. Um, but without that, be if I even worry about that. In terms of a documentary, it's really good. It's a really well. If you like okay. wrestling and you, interesting enough, you can go on YouTube and see so many videos of people like before this came out being like. Mm-hmm. Top ten worst things in wrestling of all time, and somewhere David on that Arquette. list is David Arquette becoming WCW champion. Um, mm-hmm. And th- and this shows that he really put the work into like, I mean DDP's in it and fucking Eric Bischoff's Damn, in they got it. DDP? Yeah, because they're friends. So like, and then they're they're buddies and Eric Did he Bischoff's in it. Down with Paige Yoga. Yeah, yeah. He Literally yeah. when he goes to he see needs him, to. when they, he goes to see him to ask about training, he, DDP's in the, doing yoga. Yeah, like I'm on, on like a on like a river bank or some plug, shit. Um, but yeah, so it, it's a good documentary. But uh, it's not my favorite wrestling doc, but it's definitely pretty good. But did you hear Zach? Speaking of wrestling documentaries, hmm. that um, let me get let me, let me get this this right. That way, I'm not messing it up on the pod. But um, there was some news this last few days. Of an upcoming, it's not being worked on yet, or it's not it's not coming out yet, but there, it's in the works, it's greenlit, okay. and it's it's the last dance, the Michael Jordan. Oh, doc- I did I did see this actually. Yes. Yeah, they're gonna the guy who did the last dance is apparently gonna do Stone Cold. The producers of it, yeah. Yeah. So there's that one, and also Netflix is doing a documentary or docu series on Vince McMahon. If they're gonna do Stone Cold. They better hit the rock shit. Oh, they're going to. They got to. They have to. The question yeah. is, though, is he going to be in it? I would actually be it? really interested in seeing Vince McMahon. That would be an interesting yes. documentary. There's so many good not wrestling wrestling things happening. Like yeah. Chris Hems- the Chris Hemsworth movie, mm-hmm. I'm hyped for. There's supposed to be a Vince McMahon movie supposed to come out at some point. Interesting. I'm all about that. I didn't heard about that one. Vince McMahon documentary or docuseries, all about it. All about it. And then a Stone Cold document. Now, here's the thing, too. About, we're about Stone Cold. And I love him, obviously. I'm just curious as yeah. to why they picked him. Uh, I don't know. He legend, obviously. No, no one taken away from that. He's a like, legend. I think he was... I think as far as, like, people who would be interested in documentaries, wrestling fans, I feel like he's kind of in that peak of, like, late 90s, early 2000s wrestling fan that, like... Sure. I feel like is, like... You know, I feel like it's a pretty dem- big demographic of people who are watching wrestling probably still and, like, wrestling documentaries and they're interested in that kind of thing. I feel like he might be a- around that peak for them. So I feel like he's probably a big mark for a lot of those people as far as getting a documentary. But I could easily have seen it being, like, The Rock. I don't know. I feel like it – I, I, feel I like just figured – and maybe it's because I we're of the age where, to me, the 90s mm-hmm. – in the late 90s and the 90s were were last week. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they were like they weren't that long ago, but in reality they were thirty years ago. Yeah. So maybe that's that's my like time confusion because I'm I'm a not we're nineties we're nineties kids. Maybe that's no. why it's a confusion thing. Because in my mind, I'm still thinking like, well, he's still he's still so he's still so relative like so um recent. Like, why don't you go do like Roddy, or do like do do mm. one on Hulk, do one on you know we Hulk did it, one would be interesting. We did it on Andre, and like people forget that. People don't realize that the Hulk can work. Like yeah. Hulk Hogan, like worked in Japan. You can go on YouTube and watch Hulk Hogan Japan matches, where like he is working, and like a lot of his U.S. style is very boring. Yeah, punch, leg drop, whatever. But in Japan, he's like fucking. He's doing some technical ass shit, right? Okay. Um, but for the Stone Cold documentary. There's going to be a couple tent poles that I know are going to be in there because it's part mm-hmm. of his storyline. And I'm gonna ju- mm-hmm. I'm gonna preface it now in case so when it comes out, I fucking called it because it's obvious. It's, these these are obvious things to wrestling who, people who know his history. Mm-hmm. They're gonna show his tag team with Flying mm-hmm. Brian Pillman, Hollywood Blondes. Are they gonna focus just on the WWE stuff, or are they gonna hit his WCW? It has to be his whole history. Right. Ha- you, you you can't get Stone Cold without it. Right. You know, I mean, you you won't get you. It won't make sense to just start at Stone Cold. You have to right. show him in the local regions, him mm-hmm. in WCW, him busting his ass, him as the ringmaster in WWF. You have to show right. all this shit so that it makes sense when he's like, "Fuck this, dude." I'm yeah. Shaving my head. I'm fucking Stone Cold. You yeah. Know? And they have to get the Rock in it, man. Like they they can't not. They have, have to them. get the Rock. Yeah. They have like, to. It would it's one be, of his biggest rivalries. It'd be so bad if like they talk about it, but they don't have the rock in it. Yeah. That would piss me off. I imagine so much. they'll have to. I mean, they, I mean it's the last dance guys. I mean, they basically got everybody that was involved with the shit with Michael Jordan and all that stuff, so I think it's a little different though, man. I mean like I don't know. In the sense I feel like of, the like, rocks I feel like the rock's also pretty pers- um what was personable. Person not personable. Perspective? I don't know. I think receptive. Look, I think he's very I, receptive to doing interviews. I think the Rock. Kind of he, he he definitely is, and he definitely like Ken Shamrock tweeted at him, being like, "Hey man, I'm being inducted to the Hall of Fame for TNA. Would you mind giving me a a speech? Because they had they had a pretty they had, they had a feud in the nineties. He's like, "Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll film a video for you." So it's like yeah. I know that he would, but at the same time, he hasn't been on Steve Austin's podcast ever. Mm-hmm. And like not saying the rock this podcast, but also I'm like, I. It's Stone Cold. Yeah. Like, yes, the Rock was big. He's huge, mm-hmm. but like. To act like Stone Cold didn't help, like train you up a little bit. Like, come on, you know he. Well, it was you know like I don't know if I ever talked about this, but there was a there was a podcast series that I listened to, on Sports Wars that went through yeah yep. the Stone Cold Rock thing, mm-hmm. and I was like, he basically made the Rock. The Rock. Yeah, I mean, like, the Rock... If Stone Cold the, hadn't been there, I don't think Rock would have been as big. I mean, the Rock was on his own rocket ship going to the moon. Right. But, like, it helped that there was another guy in the company who was, like, already in the fucking... Like, already on Mars. Yeah. And was like, you know, you can kind of, like, gravitate to... And obviously, the Rock had all the has all the attributes of a fucking, like, savant. Yeah. Wrestling mm-hmm. savant, you know? But, like, it helps when you have someone else who's there. You can watch and be like, okay. And I think Steve said on his podcast multiple times that they had a good relationship and they talked and whatever. So, like, yeah. it would be a bummer to me if they don't get The Rock. Yeah. To be, like, talk, talk about 
because I'm pretty sure Steve said in his podcast, like we're friends, Steve. I'm pretty yeah. sure Stone Cold said on his podcast, like when he knew that he was going to retire, it was like the last match was with The Rock, and they like talked yeah. about it beforehand. And he was like, "Yeah, I, this is it." Like you know, like yeah, you, I respect you enough. Yeah, they kind of go through stuff. that in the podcast where it was like, yeah, it was like they talked about the before the last match. He was like, "Okay, you're going to pin me. This is how we're going to do it." Yeah, I mean, I. I uh, I'm excited for that to come out whenever that does come out. Especially yeah, because... Had... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, no, I'm definitely excited for that whenever that comes out. Especially when it's the guy, you know. It's the last dance, guys. I really love that documentary, and they think they did a really, really good job. So, I mean, if they do as good a job as that... They, as good a job with this as they did with The Last Dance, I think it's going to be there's There is so fantastic. much to hit on. Like, him growing up in Texas, and him as a football player, yeah. and him going to college, and then him work starting training like you can do so and him all the field gimmicks and then like yeah. once he gets the gimmick how you can do like episodes upon episodes you can do if it's 10 episodes you can have the first five be about him finding stone cold and the last five him like yeah. him being the guy mm-hmm. um so I'm, I'm really excited for that um whenever that comes out even the Vince McMahon documentary i'm excited for that whatever, whatever yeah. that ends up being i'm excited for that because i know that stephanie mcmahon posted about it saying like they're, we're working on this and we're kind of nervous. Like, hmm. like how we're going to, like, how are they going to portray it about talking about it? You know, cause like, um, it's a family business. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what they say, especially with how people perceive him. Yeah. Which is not the man. Like he's an old guy who I think books really bad in, yeah. in terms of shows, but his character is not necessarily a hundred percent who the man is. Obviously it's still part of, it's yeah. partially true. Um, but what I well, I mean, it's definitely partial too. When you have people like Dean Ambrose and Chris Jericho yeah. who give interviews, and they're like, "Yeah, he's kind of like a fucking stubborn old man yeah, that like oh, yeah. doesn't want to listen." But I'd be I'd be fascinated for a fucking Chris Jericho docu series, dude. That'd be pretty dope. I, mean, I I've already I know what happens. There's a I, lot of good wrestling stars yes. that would make great documentaries. Well, the thing about Chris Jericho is I've I've already read all his books, so I know his story. But mm-hmm. I want to see it. I want to see yeah. it on TV or kind of in a film sense. Um, yeah. cause you, but you would get, and you would get, you would get Crispin Wash shit that you wouldn't get in a WWE docu. So like, did you ever, did you, you had the network for a little bit, didn't you? No, I never had the network. So they have two doc. So I, I recommend if you, if you can find it in other ways, wink, 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 maybe, <laughs> but if you can't, the network free trial is mm-hmm. good just for these two documentaries. Cause there's a couple things I still have the network for. The first thing is Steve Austin's show where he interviews, it's called Skull uh, Skull Sessions, I think. Skull Ranch Sessions or Ranch Skull Sessions or whatever. I think it's Skull Ranch. But he, he, he uh, interviews wrestlers about their history. And he does a really good job breaking down, like, he did, like, Kane and Jerry and Lawler. And he's done Undertaker. And he's done Kurt Angle. And, sh- you know. So he, he interviews these guys and they and he breaks it down really, really well. Like this mm-hmm. podcast he does. But mm-hmm. um, they have two documentaries. One docu-series, excuse me. Like mm-hmm. eight part series, one's on the Attitude Era, and it's amazing docu series. And they go through everything. They go through the, the Monday Night Wars, and they explain the creation. And there's Vince Russo. It's an amazing docu series. Mm-hmm. And then last year they came out with the um, Ruthless Aggression docu series, which is like the Brock, adding Brock Lesnar and bringing in John mm-hmm. Cena and like you know Randy Orton. It's like it's. It's the next era, and they're such they're such well done docu series 
that like I keep the network just for those in case they come up. Like I think tomorrow they're doing it. They have a documentary coming out on Paul Bearer. It's like Ooh. I'll I'll watch all that. I'll eat that shit up. Yeah. All day. I'll watch mm-hmm. wrestling documentaries all fucking day. All day yeah. I'll watch them. You know, like t- tonight is uh, AEW Full Gear pay per view. Mm-hmm. Where Kenny Omega is gonna wrestle Hangman Page, his former tag team partner. I saw that. Listen, I'm all about that. I'm all about yeah. I'm all about that pay per view. Mm-hmm. But if tonight was the Paul Bear documentary, I'm sorry. Like <laughs> I honestly would probably watch the documentary before I watch the pay per view because it's just like something about wrestling stories is almost yeah. almost better than watching wrestling. Like, yeah. Some, sometimes, but um, that's my opinion. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I feel you. Oh, well. Hey, guys. We're moving into our last topic of the show. Today yes. is the first... Beat him up, guys! series. Yeah, break it down for me, Zach. Break uh, it down. I mean, you kind of brought this up to me, and I'm down... I was down to do the topic, so I think this month for November... Originally, this was supposed to culminate in the release of Godzilla vs. King Kong, but that got delayed. Um, but we're going to do a kaiju month. Um, just basically each, each week doing through a series or a movie that um, I don't know if it necessarily like epitomizes the kaiju genre, but I feel like, you know, it's just fun to go through these movies. I mean, I'm a huge kaiju fan, so I love this kind of shit. Um, so um, this week we started with the series of movies that I've never watched any in this series before. I really didn't know too much about. Um, this particular kaiju, other than like you know what he looked like, um, so we went through the 1990s trilogy for Gamera, Guardian of the Universe, as he's known, which I don't really understand because he doesn't protect the universe; he basically just protects Japan. <laughs> but um, but it's a fun. It was a fun series. I liked it a lot. Um, it reminded me of. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of the more classic Godzilla movies, and it reminded me a lot of those. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, um, I guess we can start with the first one. Um, I like the costume for Gamera a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I let's, think it looks really, start, really rad. Let's start there first off. Yeah. Is that the Toku effects in all these yeah. movies oh, they're are, fantastic. are amazing. Like, they look amazing. Well, it was like, the thing that was like the most jaw-dropping to me was, especially in the first movie... Where they have the uh, he has his battle like basically like an an oil refinery facility mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. So you've got the thing where you've got this all of these like gas canisters and whatnot, and it's like out by the water, and you've got like the water on fire, mm-hmm. and it's just like yeah. the the way that they like capture like the actual creature on like this miniature set because it's obviously a miniature set, but it just looks so fucking good. Oh yeah, it looks so good. Yeah. Um, and it's just like the practice for it looked great. Um, I really, really like the design of the creature, even though logically it doesn't make any sense because mm-hmm. the whole fact of him being a turtle is cool, except that he fights the whole thing with his unprotected side showing because he's a mm-hmm. goddamn turtle, but he's facing the person the entire – he's facing whatever enemy he's facing the entire hey, time. Hey, So the whole point of being a turtle is lost because the shell's on his back. TMNT does it. Why can't he? Yeah, I guess so. But I get I, – TMT would be more agile than him, yeah. although – and this is he's the part pretty, that I really pretty, forgot about this agile. creature. This is the part that I forgot is that he has jet boosters that yeah. come out of his legs. And I was like, oh and, yeah, this and is his like arms, the sloppiest right? thing I've ever seen. The what? Isn't it out of every port? 
It's it's all of his limbs. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I um. He so turns I, into a giant I, shuriken. So I've never seen before this. I'd never seen anything Gamera. Yeah. I didn't know anything. I mean, I've seen him. Yeah. I thought he was a Godzilla villain. Yeah. I was like, oh, hey, here's a Godzilla fights a turtle. Gotcha. Copy that. <laughs> uh, that's not the case. Maybe they cross over. Basically, I, I his don't own know. Godzilla. His own character. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I had no idea like what to expect mm. when I started watching these. I just thought that I heard I was watching a YouTube video, mm-hmm. um, and the YouTuber said that the it was about a, a movie review of some movie. I don't know what it was. I forget what it was, mm-hmm. but they said that the practical effects in this movie were done by the guy who did them in the Gamera movies. Okay. And I was like, okay, well these look great. So let me watch these Gamera movies. So that, that's why I wanted yeah. to watch them, and they look fantastic. And the character, yeah, I don't understand. I don't. I don't get it. Um. All three movies, and we can break them down one by one if you, yeah. as, as we go along, but all three movies build up the storyline for Gamera that I, yeah. I don't really get, and I watched the, la- the third one last night. Yeah, so, I, I finished the third one this morning, yeah. I, so I don't really completely understand. He He's not man-made, or he is man-made? So the way that I understood it is... It's weird because you fir- you hear you have the first two movies, and he's like not man made. He's like the Kong shit where he's yeah. like a guardian of the earth. But then you get to the third one. He's like, oh yeah, there's like a graveyard of like all these other Gamera. Yeah. And then you have the weird creepy looking dude that looks like L. Basically say that like humans experimented a bunch trying to create Gamera, and then the Gamera that we have right now is like the one that survived and like inherited the spirit of the earth or something like that. It, right. It becomes real like Mothra from what I understand. Basically. Yeah. He's like a bit, he's like Mothra. And then he, I mean, it's very Mothra in the fact that like, um, they don't have a literal thing, but like he has his like priestess or whatever that like is basically like yeah. his connection to humanity. And so he has like that kind of thing, which is very Mothra like, um, which all of, all of that. Like, yeah. I, did not expect at all. No, I didn't. I really didn't understand. I wasn't expecting. I thought it was going to be a Godzilla thing where you just kind of like did it to yes. like be the alpha. And it's like, yes, it's not really like that. He's much more of like, he's like the protector of the earth. Yeah. And they kind of get that into that more in the third movie where he like is actually like going around the globe, like fighting off but the also, bird creatures. I know we're jumping ahead here, but also yeah. like they say that the pterodactyls are like a, or like Earth's virus to just to like balance. Yeah. So it's like, well, if Earth wants us to die, yeah. Then how are you Earth? You're humanity's protector, but you are made by, I. I don't get I, it. So you're humanity's protector to the, protect itself from to protect humans from the Earth. Yeah. I'm like okay, but so speaking of, um, the fir- the first movie, mm-hmm. um, and and actually speaking of all the movies particularly, yeah, uh, more so the first two. Mm-hmm. I I I liked all the movies. I think they're I think all three movies were are, are good movies. I I, I yeah, really I enjoyed them. All of them. Um, I think I enjoyed the second one the most. Yeah, absolutely. But I think they're all good movies. They're all good movies, but the second one is the complete best. Yeah, the second the, one's the, the best. The, the city scenery looks better. The train the scenery, scenes. scenery looks better. I like the design for the enemy monster yes. a lot. Um, I like the different aspect of the monster of. 
basically having the two aspects if you have the traditional giant kaiju but he also has this like he's basically like a bee almost he yeah. has like a whole hive of other creatures that like but also I, I i really like that the second movie i know we're bouncing around so i apologize yeah the second movie i thought is is had the the very cool aspect of being an invasion movie first yes. Like, I was gonna bring that up, yeah, because it feels like it's a it feels like the mix of the two genres. Because yeah, yeah, you have like the you have the traditional like alien invasion movie that they kind of set up, and then it kind of gets about like you know like thirty to forty minutes in, then it turns back into a uh, yeah. a Gamera, you know, giant monsters fighting each other. Right. Movie. But there's still that aspect the whole time of like you still got the invasion aspect going on the whole time because I mean yeah. they are aliens that are like and it does they're basically like. What's, what's another alien that's very similar to that? I can't remember off the top. It's I mean, it's basically like War of the Worlds aliens almost, yeah. where they're like, they go from like planet to planet and like suck the resources and all that shit. It does a good job too of giving the human something to do, which is always yeah. the problem in kaiju movies where it's like, okay, yeah. well, clearly, like in the American Godzilla movie, like the, the most recent one. Yeah, uh, or not the the first the first of the series where like, yeah. okay, what are you gonna do, military men? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. It's Godzilla. We're gonna halo jump. And yeah, it's it's Godzilla. Happen. What's Brian Cranston gonna do? It's Godzilla. Yeah. Like, what yeah. are you gonna do, dude? Nothing. But in this movie, in the second Gamera movie, uh, Attack mm -hmm. of Legion, Attack of the Legion, Attack of the Legion, yeah. Like they can they can combat the small one, the small Legion. Yeah, and like they can help. And they're Gamera. also they have the interesting way of combating it too, because they have the they have the thing in the second one where they're basically able to figure out that like the they're attracted to certain energy signals, and so they're basically able to like replicate that signal and like help out Gamera by attracting away yeah. all the small ones because he can't fight small ones because he's a big giant turtle monster. He's not able to you know be yeah. fast enough to attack all these little creatures. Um, so I like that aspect to it a lot, and I like the. I like the storyline of that too, because I mean, in the first one, he's basically, he's not. I mean, he's protector of the universe, but they basically see him as like the enemy of Japan and whatnot. And you know, you basically have the the self defense force trying to attack him and the bird, mm -hmm. Gallows, Gallows, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm the Gauss. can't say the birds the, maybe. <laughs> uh, but in the first one, he's basically they're trying to fight the birds and Gamera at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but I like in the second one, it basically becomes a team up movie. They're like, oh no, we're going to support Gamera. We're going to be like, yeah, you know, get rid of the and small that, ones. That's try to that's fire missiles. Immediately forgotten in the third yeah. movie. Well, the third movie, <laughs> the third movie has such bad narrative whiplash because yeah. it makes no sense. Because you have the first two movies where it's like. Okay, the the cities are like kind of abandoned and whatnot, and there's like you don't really see like too many people like getting killed outside of like the birds killing or the legion killing like people. You don't really have like Gamera killing people. Yeah. And then you go to the third one, and it like does the Batman vs Superman thing where it like recontextualize mm -hmm. what happens. They're like, no, Gamera like killed like this girl's parents, and I was mm -hmm. like, why are her parents there in the first place? Yeah. Nobody else is in the damn city. Why are her parents still stuck yeah. there? So then you have this annoying girl character that like hates Gamera, and I hated her the whole time because yeah. that also just made like no damn sense. Uh, also, she's just a bitch to everybody, and I was like, I get it, like you lost your parents, but like that doesn't mean you get to be like a fucking asshole to everybody. Yeah, right. Um, but then you have the fucking bird creature attack. What was it? It wasn't Tokyo, or was it Tokyo? Yeah, no, uh, it was because yeah, yeah. it was a part of Tokyo. 
And then you have Gamera kill like 20,000 people. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning of this third movie. And I was like, this is... Yep. This is such bad narrative whiplash. Like yep. he's like gone from being like everybody loves Gamera. He's like the savior of Japan or whatever. And like the second movie, where it's like everybody loves him. And the third movie, they're like, yeah, we can't have that. Have mm-hmm. him kill like half a population of Japan. I um, yeah, exactly. But in the first movie, I um, <clears throat> in the first movie, um, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah. I like how the monsters. The pterodactyls, mm-hmm. like they kill people, yeah, and they eat them. That's cool. Yeah, like I don't, I can't think of like Godzilla where they do that. And my my Godzilla knowledge um, is very small. It's not often that you like directly see them kill people. It's more like it's usually like collateral damage or just the fact right. that they're like a giant monster yeah. in the middle of Tokyo. But, like these things are like, um, but you don't actually people. see like. Yeah, they like you're actually like eating people. You don't normally yeah. see that. I like that a lot because it was like really brutal. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. That was kind of a stretch for me to be like. I okay, didn't understand the creation of them. Yeah, that that, no that either. But more so, like okay, so we're, how the characters interact in terms of like how they like join up. Okay, you're a Coast Guard guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. why would you still be hunting Gamera after you find the tablet? Like you're not in the water anymore. Yeah, you're not rel- you're not relevant. That. You know, and then, like the connection, the mind meld thing. Yeah, we're talking about where like the Asagi character gets mm-hmm. the little stone and like she connects to. I don't like any of that. I think all that's lame. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like that that much either. Um, and I get, I kind of get what they're trying to go for. They're trying to like. I don't know. They're trying to give him some sort of like hum- connection to humanity outside of just like being the guardian spirit or whatever, yeah. which I like. I get, but like I don't know. It just didn't really work for me that well. It didn't work for me. Um, I mean, it gets an interesting payoff in the second movie where they're basically like, he basically like has to sever his connection from mm-hmm. her to like be able to come back to life. Yeah. Um, which is an interesting bit to it, but then it's just like I don't know. Then you get to the third movie where it's just like. I don't know. I don't even get what's happening anymore. I guess, like, the fact they came back and, like, severed that means, like, he doesn't give a fuck about anybody and just, like, kills <laughs> people indiscriminately where he's what? just, like, firing, firing fireballs in the middle of, What like... does... Do all these... Mo- I feel like... Okay, I feel like the writing in these movies... I mean, it's tokusatsu, so I'm not yeah. expecting fucking, you know, Casablanca. But, like, yeah. it's like every movie, the screenwriters... Okay, so Gamera's hurt. He bleeding. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. How are we gonna How are we gonna wrap it up? Fireball, blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's okay. like well, this one has the the weirder shit, or the Gamera movies have the weirder shit, um, or it's not just like because that's the Godzilla thing. It's just like oh, he fires a laser beam and blows him up. Yeah. And this one, he's like he does that, but he also has like basically becomes like Goku and is like lend me your energy and does yeah. like a fucking spirit bomb in the yeah. especially in the second movie where he like fires like. The fucking laser beam out yeah. of his chest after yep. he like collects the spirit bomb energy, mm-hmm. uh, which was really weird. Uh, I liked it a lot. It was super schlocky. I love that shit. But um, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and in the first and the second move, they had the shit where he's like, he's basically like destroyed. Yeah. And then like, I don't know. In the first one, it didn't make a lot of sense. Where it was like. <sighs> The girl's like connected to him, so she's also being injured at the same time he's being injured. But he like, I don't know. I did. 
they it, what it's not very clear what happens. He basically like absorbs energy and like yeah. heals himself, and like that's why he's able to like defeat the bird creature. I, in I, the feel, first I movie. feel like the in the first movie the death scene. I feel like it's pretty. Yeah. It's like it's like abrupt. It's For like the bird. Yeah, yeah for like the actual fireball collisions. Like yeah, I'm like okay, yeah. we we won. It's like oh yeah, he's dead. We won. That's it. Um, yeah. Well, it's like all of these end like pretty abruptly. Pretty abruptly. I yeah. love though in the first my favorite scene in the first movie is the um the uh what's it called the what do you call it the fucking bridge Oh um the, uh, the hanging bridge Yeah what's it called the whatever when know. when the girl like, hurts her ankle or whatever the fuck happens and they can't, they have the kid there trying to bring and the yeah. birds like swooping down at them yeah. and out of nowhere out of nowhere fireball yeah. fireball <laughs> fireball <laughs> And my other favorite scene, I think it's maybe in the second movie. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's the second movie mm-hmm. where, like, maybe – no, maybe it's the first movie where uh, – I can't remember now. Sorry. Gamera fights a monster. It's either mm-hmm. the first movie or second movie. It's not the third movie for sure. It's the first or second yeah. movie. He fights the monster. I think it might be the first movie. Mm-hmm. I Actually, I think it might be the same scene I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He fights the monster, He and then he just, like – retracts his legs and then flies away oh yeah <laughs> like it's so fucking like well that cr- first of all that shot is they use it repeatedly especially in the third movie yeah. and it looks so weird because i the shuriken thing i like kind of makes sense but it's like they do the shit where he like basically becomes a rocket and yeah. he has like his arms out like this and like a giant yeah. t-pose yeah and he's got his legs retracted like basically being like rocket boosters and it's like it just looks so it looks dumb it looks so schlocky and dumb. It's almost um, like the creator of Gamera was like, I don't know if he could do this in the original movies. I assume he could. I don't but know. It's almost like when they were like, I know okay. he could do the the jet thing. Yeah. In the movies. But it's almost like they were like, okay, all right. What does Gojira got that we don't? Okay. Blue fire. Okay. Well, we can make fire. Okay. Fireballs. We'll just do okay. red fire. Fire. Red, red fireballs. Okay. All right. What can he, what can't he do that makes people hate when he when Godzilla fights flying monsters, well, he can't fly either. Yeah. Okay. They who can, can make him fly? Who can we make fly? A turtle? Turtles don't fly. Radioactive turtles can. They fly now. They fly now. So well, I don't that's know, the other I, thing that they bring up that doesn't make a lot of sense because I don't know if he is radioactive because they bring no, up in the first not. movie. I don't think he. They is. have the whole thing about plutonium and stuff like that's a whole yeah. like plot point at they, one they, point they that they're just like, like transporting all this plutonium but like it never is introduced again and like yeah. in any of the other movies like it's not brought up so i guess he's not but right because it's it's human energy it's the human human thought and love i guess yeah i um, thought it was like fire energy because it was like in the first movie he like absorbs like all the flames through the explosion or whatnot yeah. and like they as you assume that like that's what heals them, but I guess it's like actually the energy from like the people of the earth. I don't know. I um, it's hard to maybe it's just like the translation might not be there, or just maybe the script is just that bad. But it was like I don't know. It wasn't very clear. I uh, the first movie I couldn't tell you anyone's name except for Asagi. Yeah, that's the only. But one. even that just because just I don't know why I couldn't remember that name. Um, favorite character. In all three movies, is not even Gamera. It is the former detective in the second movie. Dude, his story arcs through these three movies is like, damn, that's a that's I a long long arc. Love that guy's character. 
Yeah. I love him being like the, the, the shame about the second movie though. Cause he's barely in it. I love that in the first, the second movie where there he's checking him the beer. Yeah. And then the guy, his other guards like you used to be a professional cop. He's like, yeah, that's why I left. Yeah. I left. I, I wasn't like, cut up for I didn't want to deal with this shit. And the, um, Like the actual scene, that scene in that fair factory location, like the next the next day where they show the empty bottles, whatever. Mm-hmm. Something about that scene just impressed me so much. I thought the like the practicalness of it looked so cool, and yeah. the camera shot zooming into the Legion eye. Yeah, like that I like the, looks I like really a lot cool. of the shots that they had, especially with yeah with the eyes in particular. And, uh, and also the second movie is brutal as shit. Like they the train scene, like they fucking murdered yeah. those people, dude. Yeah, shit was brutal as shit. Mm-hmm. And then the, yeah, my the the my my least favorite scene of all three movies, and was not it's not even because it's it's not my least favorite because it's bad. It's actually really rad. Mm-hmm. It's a really rad scene, but it's, it gives me the fucking like ugh, mm. like bug crawls. Okay. Is in the second movie when the the mini legion. Mm-hmm. cover all over Gamera. Oh, God. And you can see them, like, moving. I'm yeah. like, first off, a beautiful practical effects. Yeah. That's insane, like, tokusatsu work. Yeah. Second of all, disgusting. Yeah. Like, makes me want to, like, fucking, like, itch because it was so gross looking, which is good. It looks, yeah. it looked really great. Mm-hmm. Um, But in terms of, like, storyline... Their designs in particular look, like, particularly gross. Like, they had that scene at the end of the second yeah. one where he they had that one line shown up in the power line. You have the guy like shoot it, and I was like, "Damn, that looks like a pretty fucking intense close up." I, I'm assuming they're like supposed to be like rhino beetles, sort of something they, like they that. Kind of look like that a little bit. I like them. I like the the etymology for it too, because they kind of go through like how they work, and they're like they're basically like powered by oxygen. Like they don't yeah. have any bones in their body. Like it's all built on like gas and like that kind of thing, which is like kind of rad. And they they just look cool. And the yeah. final, ver- the big version looks really cool too. So it real looks quick, so real quick though, at the beginning of the second movie, mm-hmm. I thought that they were going to go balls deep and just when the meteors were striking, and oh. then the, the phone call comes into the teacher like, "Oh, you got to cancel the fucking field trip," and the meteors coming down. I was like, "Dude, are they going to fucking?" Oh, and the kids are going to die. I was like, dude, "Are they going to blow up these fucking kids, dude?" <laughs> I was like, "Dude, that'd be so <laughs> rad!" Like, you know what? Because like Gamera first movie. They're eating a town alive with these fucking yeah. birds. We're going to eat these people alive and shit them out, and we're going to find the wallet in the fucking It's like poop. The, the big bird, like, steals a whole subway train and, like, eats all these people. Yeah. And I was like, damn, dude, that's like, freaking like, intense. Start out fucking intense. Have the media yeah. fucking, like, just fucking blow up these fucking kids. Yeah. You know? And then and then still have the scene later where they're inspecting the inspecting the collision site, and the guy can be like, those, like, break marks. Do the, yeah. Still have that scene, but have, like, dead kids. Have like fucking bones, <laughs> you know. Like it'd be fucking intense, man. Um, yeah. I, I, in terms of design of the character, I think he looks kind of goofy. I think. Yeah, it's, I think it's the goofy. fucking. He's got like the the tusks. Yeah, the tusks looks, looks a cool, little goofy. Weird. Um, he's not. I mean, it's it's kaiju toku, so I understand like they're never gonna be agile. Yeah. Or quick moving, mm-hmm. but like. I'm not as impressed with him as a character as I am Godzilla. Mm. But the villains are cool. Villains are dope, yeah. I think the bad guys look infinitely cooler than the... I don't like the birds that much, but Legion looks dope, and 
even though I don't like the girl character, I like the Iris. Iris the is cool looking. Yeah. That design looks really, really cool, especially yeah. in the third movie where they have that thing where he like flies up into the sky and they have that money shot with like the tentacles like sprayed out behind. Yeah. It's a beautiful shot. Um, yeah. Third one has a lot more CGI than the other movies, yeah. which was a little well, like what ninety eight, two thousand. It was like ninety nine, so it was like the, the heyday the, of like, oh yeah, we can like do CGI. We can do CG now. now. We've um, seen Jurassic Park. We can do this. What? How do you feel about it comparing? Because you're you're the of the two of us, you're definitely the kaiju guy. Yeah. You know, I'm a Toku guy, but I'm not a kaiju guy. Mm-hmm. So, how do you feel about it, knowing that you? First off, the fact that you even know that Mothra has these little fucking kid things. I don't know what the fuck that is. So like, you know, taking all that into account and your history with the with the genre, mm-hmm. where do you stand with this this era of Gamera? Because obviously there's old Gamera that yeah. I have never seen, you've never seen. I've it. never seen, but where do you, um, where's I like stand this, I like this era of Gamera a lot. Um, I mean, this is especially the area, the era of Godzilla movies that I've seen the most of, which is like okay. the 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 late 80s, early 90s. Um, it, it it has a lot of... Um, this trilogy of movies has a lot of similarities to that area of Godzilla. Um, I, sp- I think lore-wise for Gamera, you can tell that they took a lot from, um, from the original Godzilla movies, specifically like the Mothra type of stuff. You can tell that they like took very heavily and they're influenced a lot by like that era of Godzilla movies and like the lore for like those kind of creatures in particular. So real quick, uh, though, but I like the mirror is Mothra a Godzilla character first, or is it a separate character they brought into Godzilla? Do you know? Um, I believe it, it wasn't in a Godzilla movie first. Mothra had its own movie, but I know okay. it's done by Toho. Toho. Okay. So I think it's technically like in that same, it was already in that universe. It just, right. I don't think, I know it wasn't originally a Godzilla movie, but I know that it, it eventually a, just get linked to Godzilla at one point. So do you know, like, if, from your knowledge or from what you've seen, mm-hmm. are they always work? They always work together. Mothra is always a good because yeah, it's both, always because a it's good a monster. it's a good character. So like, why would they make yes. their why would they have their own movies where he's a, that character's a protector? And then all of a sudden fights Godzilla and Godzilla kills it. So it's a, yeah, it's a good I know, guy. Because I know that they have one movie that where like him and Godzilla fight, and I think it's because it. I think in that movie it was like basically trying to protect whatever it was protecting from Godzilla. Okay, uh, gotcha. But it's it's mostly seen as like a good monster. Because in yeah. the in the destroy all, in the destroy all monster destroy all monsters a fucking uh, king of king of the monsters king of the monsters it, yeah. it, Mothra helps right doesn't doesn't she like heal him or something? Yeah, yeah. Especially in King of the Monsters, they kind of get back into the fact that like basically like. Godzilla's the king of the monsters, and Mothra's basically seen as like the queen. Like they're the okay. they're the they're the hierarchy of like you know they're the two like heroic monsters that basically stand atop like the the monster food chain. Chain, gotcha. Yeah. Cause, I mean, like to me, for someone who really isn't into the genre that much, mm-hmm. um, I I I really enjoyed these movies, man. I thought they were really fun. Yeah, and really and really well done. I was super surprised. With how good the practical effects were, mm-hmm. I thought they were going to be like more, you know, B movie schlocky kind of crap. But yeah. they're, they're not because you know, I'm used to I'm used to Toku stuff. I, I love I love, tradi- no, not traditional, but like I love fucking man in suit fighting yeah. you no, know, Toku shit. So like, yeah, this is not far off, and they use the same techniques in yeah. Common Rider and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm all I already I'm not like that wasn't a hurdle for me, but I was yeah. very impressed with how good it looked. Mm-hmm. Now some of the scenes obviously it's hard to, to like Gamera laying on the ground, like okay. Yeah. You look, you look like you're a fucking fake turtle laying on the ground. Um and it's stiff and it's kinda corny. Yeah. And the lore to me, the storyline, that's the weakest part, is the store actual story. Mm. Where it's like, okay, you attack, you go away, it's three years later. And then the fucking, um, was she, hold on, what, I can't remember what she did. In the second movie, what mm-hmm. did the girl, the main girl do? Was she a reporter or a scientist? I can't remember what she was, a scientist? Uh, I think it's the same girl from the first movie, but she's like, she's basically like a, a researcher. She's like a, cause in the first movie, she's like a zoologist researcher. Right. And so that's it's, like, it's, that's why they bring her in. The scene when they're in the, like the, uh, office room and they're actually on the computer yeah. like looking up camera information mm-hmm. and then like her boss comes and he's like oh i'm surprised oh, you're yeah, still here it's a different girl it's a different girl and and the girl the boss comes in because the, the girl from the first movie comes is in the second movie saki's in there yeah right the but girl she, is in there she's like typing on the computer like looking for gamma information she's like oh i found yeah. this website that has you know, information on Gamera. And then they're scrolling through the webpage and it mm-hmm. literally says verbatim on this like fucking like Zanga webpage or whatever. It's like a picture of the fucking stone. And mm-hmm. it says like, it's believed that Gamera was linked to 14 year old. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck are you? How the fuck did you get that information? Yeah. I don't know how they got that information. Literally yeah. like she was in a helicopter when he fucking left. Like, how do you, yeah. what are you talking about? You know? So like, yeah, the, uh, the uh, the logic and the the storylines through these movies are definitely like the weakest part. Not that they're like, you know, as far as like getting to the crux of the conflict, they're not. You know, they have their compelling bits. I think there's a lot of there's just a lot of plot holes and things that like yeah don't make sense and like aren't really explained too well. But I I wonder if that's like, and you can tell me more than I could answer or than I could personally mm-hmm. know. I wonder if that's just indicative of the genre. Uh, I think it is. I think there's definitely a lot of points where they're like, especially like, you know, older Godzilla villains and stuff like that. I think a lot of times it's like they have an interesting concept and they have like a rudimentary explanation for like why things are happening. But a lot of times it's like if you dig into it a lot, a lot of it doesn't make a lot of sense. To me, it's almost like, why am I so dialed in to why or the, the how when I'm still okay with giant turtle fights bird, like yeah. I'm still okay with that, but I but I'm not okay with why. Mm. Like I'm watching giant bird fight giant turtle. I should be I should be mm-hmm. okay. whatever. I'm already yeah. I'm already here. Right. You know I've already understood. It goes back to the idea of like the rules, like your you know your mm-hmm. rules for your universe, and they don't really set rules in this universe, which is which is not good. really if, which is good because if they did, then I would be yeah all about like okay start following them yeah but it's like you know every movie gamera is gonna have like he's gonna have a it's gonna get hurt stabbed bleeded yeah. beat up and then he's gonna do he gets some... hurt a lot more than a lot of other kaijus that i know especially godzilla like shanked. god godzilla doesn't get like necessarily hurt that much like like gamera does like gamera is yeah. constantly getting like stabbed and then the third one he like has to like blow his hand his off arm off yeah which then he gets like the goku like kamehameha punch to like defeat yeah. the the iris yeah. which is like super rad pulls the girl out yeah like pulls her <laughs> i, I mean know. so i mean it's definitely it's a good trilogy 
I think yeah. the third movie is the weakest of the three. I would say that, yeah. And I think two is by far the a prime example of like if they Two's bring by the, far the best. Yeah. If they bring it back for more movies, then they yeah. two is like what I would expect. I know there was another one that was made in like two thousand six, but that's like it's like a that's like an origin origin story where it's like a baby Godzilla basically or like baby okay. Cooper. Um, I don't know. I'm not too interested in that. Oh, dude. I saw. Hmm. Sorry, interrupt you. I apologize. Yeah, no, you're good. The video that I was watching, mm-hmm. the review I was watching that was why I wanted to watch these movies, mm-hmm. was because it was a Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned on the podcast, it was a Godzilla movie. And the review is by Brandon Tenold, I believe, on YouTube. Great, great YouTube critic. There's a lot of cult movies and B-movies. Okay. And it was a YouTube review of a Godzilla movie where, I don't know what it was, but there was an island. And on the island was baby Godzilla. Yes. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And then... Godzuki. And and then there's another scene where these the two little girls... Or like talking to someone, I was like, "Who the fuck is that?" And that's when you told me like, you told me it was Mothra, and I was like, "What yeah. the fuck is going on in Godzilla?" I yeah. thought Godzilla was fucking simple. No, Godzilla, especially later Godzilla, is com- there's a lot of different like it's very complicated. There's a lot of different monsters, and there's a lot of different monster relationships. Yeah, I I, I thought it was just like it starts off simple but i mean it's just you know there's more movies there's more yeah lore that gets added and more stuff that happens and i think i think that one with the island and baby godzilla that might actually just be the son of godzilla or it might be um there's also i think it's destroy all monsters i think is when they're on the island maybe because that's there's one where there's like baby godzilla and it's like all the big monsters from godzilla there where you have like rodan you have um what was it Ghidorah shows up. I think um, Angria shows up too, which is like the it's like the, the actual like dinosaur monster where it's like the uh, it's like a turtle with like a club tail. Um, okay. And then you had like I think Raiden showed up. Or I thought Raiden. that was thought that was Gamera. Which one? Oh no! The... Well, it's he does he's not he doesn't stand up. Angrius is like basically like he crawls okay. on, he's basically is a dinosaur. Like he crawls on fours. He has like a spiky shell and okay. then he has a club tail, like an actual, like, club. um, in, um, Ghidorah is always an alien. Yeah. King Ghidorah is always an alien. He's yeah. not as cool as fucking Legion. No, he's That's not. That's a cooler alien. That's a fucking brutal alien, dude. Yeah. Legion's, Legion's a pretty dope alien villain. Not that Ghidorah doesn't look cool. I like Ghidorah's design. I like the three-headed stuff. Mecha King, Mecha King Ghidorah is where it gets kind of a little more schlocky, where he's like a cyborg, basically. How, how does he's that like happen? A, I can't remember. Does, does like humans like take him and like make him? Basically, I mean, it's like what they teased at the end of the the King of the Monsters movie, where it was like they have Ghidorah's corpse and they like basically like reanimate it and like make Why? it part cyborg. What's the they got to make more movies. Because he's the big bad. You can't just, like, get he, rid of he, him. So he's the biggest monster. Ghidorah is, like, the main rival for Godzilla for the longest time. Until I think... I think Space Godzilla showed up. And that was, like, the... That that was, like, the the bigger... Yeah, it might have been that movie that I was watching threats. a review of. Because I remember seeing that monster. And he looks yeah. dumb. Space Godzilla looks weird. He's got, like, crystals coming out yeah, of his Yeah, he looks fucking dumb. I think it might have been that movie that actually I was watching the review of. Awesome. But, I mean, it's funny you say that. 
as we wrap up the episode, yeah, that you say that that Godzilla's the longest time his villain is Ghidorah or Space Godzilla. When it's funny because he's gonna die in the next few months, Godzilla, yeah, he's gonna die because he's gonna get stomped. He's not. He's gonna get stabbed with the fucking bone axe. No, that the king got. I'm just saying, man. Disagree. Because the sad, the sad thing is what's going to happen. We know. We already predicted this months ago on the podcast. Yeah, I know. King Kong's going to die, and you're going to shed a tear. And no, I'm just, they're, like, they're I told you. I told no, they're going to fight, and then Mothra's going to stop them and be like, yeah. we're going to fucking fight that monster. Well, you know, Mecha King, Mecha Ghidorah is going to show up. You're going to have a weird cyborg monster, and then they're going to have to team up to fight him. You're that would, King Kong that would be so shitty. Honestly, what I want is I want Mecha Godzilla, but that's not going to happen. Mecha Godzilla is really just like a Godzilla monster. It doesn't fit in with the Kong atmosphere. No, you know what I mean. Like it doesn't even fit in with the Godzilla atmosphere yet. Because not te- with the not with the American Godzilla. The technology's not there yet. No, because um, like even like even in the fucking old Godzilla movies, clearly the Japan Space Protection Force, whatever the fuck. Their, the techno- their technology is still better than fucking 2020. Yeah. Uh, you know, American Godzilla technology. They're still fucking using the fucking little sound box to yeah. make Mothra wake up. Yeah. You know, and I bet in Japan they'd be like, get the get the Godzilla costume, and then they yeah. fucking like tear it open. Um. So Zach, final words on the mm-hmm. 1990s uh, Gamera trilogy. It's a really fun series. I think if people haven't seen it, I definitely think it's a series that I think people should check out. I think it's a lot oh, of fun. Right. Um, I had a great cool. time with it. Um, you don't have to watch all three. You could just stop it too. Um, yeah. But um, but uh, they're all super fun movies. I definitely recommend that if people haven't watched them, I, d- I definitely think you should. I think they're a really fun time. I, I completely agree. I think they're they're really well made for the genre. And I think it's a good... If you're like unsure about tokusatsu, especially kaiju movies, and you've never seen like a, like a traditional Japanese one, yeah, and you wanted to start and you didn't want to go through the backlog of where do I start with Godzilla because there's so fucking many, like, yeah, this is a good primer. Like you're gonna get yeah. really great effects, really great model work, really great miniatures, mm-hmm. um, really br- brutal. So it's not gonna be like just like a bunch of PG shit. You're gonna get like blood yeah. and you can get some gore. Um, and you can get a little bit of everything and you can go from there. I think it's a really good starting point, especially for someone like yeah. me who, again, my kaiju knowledge is Power Rangers. Yeah. And my kaiju knowledge is like, you know, common t- Rider, Super mm-hmm. Sentai kind of shit, right? That's my kaiju knowledge. So for right. me, this is like perfect. I have no history of the character mm-hmm. um, and there's no lore that they're trying to tell me. They're telling me in this reboot because they're not, they're not worried about the 70s. Yeah. Gamera, this is all, you know, we're redoing it for this era. Yeah. So it was a great starting point, and I don't have to worry mm-hmm. about fucking ten movies to be like, okay, Space Godzilla, fucking Baby Godzilla, fucking Mothra, yeah, all that shit. And they focus only on Gamera's history, even if that yeah. is kind of confusing. So I think that um, is the benefit of that of this trilogy. Yeah. Um, but number two is the best, and you can skip three, I think. But you yeah. won't be, you won't be, you won't be bad if you watch three. No, I mean, three's not a terrible time. It's just like after the high that is like Gamera 2, it's just like it doesn't really live up. Completely agree. Um, But, guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening this week. This first episode of Kaiju Month will be back next week with the next installment of Kaiju Month. We don't know yet what's going to happen. I think it's going to be Godzilla, but we're not sure which Godzilla. 
Right. There's, um, a, there's a whole bunch we can watch. The Matthew Broderick one. Ugh. I feel bad because it's like that was really the movie that like got me into like watching like kaiju movies, like mm-hmm. got me into Godzilla. But like looking back on it, it was like it's such a Which bad movie. Which one does Godzilla have babies? That's the Matthew Broderick one where it's like they're in the middle of um, the like lays eggs in like the middle of the stadium and they're like all the eggs hatch and you got like mini Godzillas walking around. So what's Godzilla two thousand? That is Godzilla two thousand. I thought is it. Is that- is there not a Japanese movie that came out around the same time? Oh, well, um, yeah, there's the Japanese Godzilla 2000. I don't remember which one that was. So I remember, I feel like I saw that in theaters. I don't know why, how I did or why. I thought I feel like I saw both of those in theaters. Um, that was like basically the new era of theirs. Because that was their new, yeah, the redesign for Godzilla with Godzilla 2000. Okay. Um, I don't remember what the villain was for that. Who's the villain in the Matthew Broderick one? They don't have a villain. Godzilla's Godzilla the was villain. the villain. Yeah, Godzilla, which is also why it's a terrible Tokusatsu movie, because it's just like... Great Tokusatsu movies are monsters fighting each other. Godzilla, yeah. American Godzilla with Matthew Broderick was Godzilla's going to destroy a city and Americans are going to try to fight Godzilla, which you can't do because he's Godzilla. Godzilla 2000. I've seen this. I don't know how I've seen that. I saw this movie. Oh, yeah. Godzilla 2000 was released in North America on August 18, 2000 by TriStar Pictures. Mm. I've seen this movie around the same time that I watched um, uh, the fucking the American one. Mm-hmm. And I remember I thought, I thought they were supposed to be connected because I didn't know that Godzilla was, you know, yeah. I thought I was going to be connected and they were, and they didn't make sense. But mm-hmm. um, Either way, guys, thanks for listening to the pod. Thanks for checking it out. Be back next week with more license to view. Yes. We'll see y'all later with some the next episode of uh, fucking kaiju shit. Yeah, kaiju month, man, going strong. First episode started off strong. So, later, guys.